Hello and welcome to another episode, our second episode of the, what's it called again, Ryan, the Middle Age Comic Book Hour? Middle Ages Comic Book <laughs> Hour Extravaganza. Yes, episode two. Um, yes, we are. If you're jumping on for the first time and you're going, what is this weird episode on the stories that you're in the fictional uh, feed? Well, we like to throw out random episodes have different topics so you can jump on whatever episode you like if you want to hear us interviewing authors you can jump on those ones if you want to hear uh chris being borderline offensive uh jump onto our main show um but um i wouldn't recommend jumping onto this episode i'd recommend jumping back one yes because we're reviewing a comic and we're up to issue two so yes i would recommend checking out issue one first but yeah and feel free to Grab a copy now and read along while we go while we go through it. Read with us because that's that's <laughs> that's what we like to do. But um, yeah, look, if you're new, jumping on, just to you know, thanks for giving us a chance. And uh, uh, if you feel like supporting us, we do have a buy me a coffee. I'll put the link down in the show notes. Um, if you can't be bothered looking in the show notes, it's <laughs> buymeacoffee.com/sttatf, which is stories that you in the fictional. Just the acronym, whatever you want to call it. Ac- acronym. Acronym. I like to call it an acronym. We're gonna we're gonna have to have a new segment, not correcting IGN, correcting Jamie. No, no, that's the literary podcast, you know, which you've done, done a few times. Um, yeah. Look, before we dive into our main um main uh topic or main issue, which is Last Ronin issue two. Uh, Ryan, has anything been happening in the comic book world? Have you got any new comics? Have you seen any comic book movies lately? Um, I have. I have. I've in terms of new comic books, I've just been reading some old DC. I'm making my way through the New Fifty Two, uh, where they rebooted the universe for the first time in seventy years. Um, so it's very interesting. It's it's kind of where I jumped on, jumped back onto comics after I had my little uh, sabbatical. Uh, but yeah, that's gone good. But no, I actually went out today. I saw The Flash, Worlds Collide, mm. um, in the cinemas today. It's finishing up its run here in Australia. Um, I went in with not much expectation because pretty much everywhere, every site, every person that I respect has said this movie is out of garbage. And, <laughs> and um, that you know, it's, it's obviously box office-wise, it's not doing well because obviously we know James Gunn uh, is rebooting the universe. And, and we, you know, um, another comic book movie I actually watched on Saturday, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which was absolutely oh, so good. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, I really feel like James Gunn, uh, like I was excited for James Gunn DC run, but now I'm even more excited. Um, I'm really glad that he got to tie off his whole, his Guardians team. Yeah. And obviously, we get a look at the new Guardians team, which I'm not going to spoil. Uh, but I feel like it, we got a we got a really good movie out of that. Um, obviously, this one delves a lot more into Rocket's past. You know, when you look at it, each one kind of looks into it uh, a certain character's past, and this one was very Rocket Raccoon central. Yeah, uh, which was great. I thought it was it was different. Let's not just focus on Star Lord or Gamora or you know any of the other yeah. guys. Let's focus on. Uh, one of the characters that a lot of people just know, hey, he's a raccoon that builds shit and shoot, yeah. shoots gun. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was really good. Um, but yeah, definitely great send off uh, for um, for James Gunn there. But yeah, watching, uh, you know, watching 
the flash today, I went in with low expectations and I was actually pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. It was, I thought it was a fantastic, it went for two hours and 24 minutes. I didn't look at my phone once, neither did Steph, uh, who is notorious for looking at her phone during mm-hmm. movies. Um, <laughs> she didn't look at it once. Um, it was, it was really good. Uh, based on the Flashpoint uh, arc in the comics, which happened just before the new 52 started, so around about 2010 in DC Comics. Uh, great story. Uh, they've done an animated movie of it as well. Um, the premise, they pr- they pretty much stayed very close to the comics. It was really good. Um, look, I'm, I hate to say it, but Ezra Miller was a fantastic Flash. Um, oh, he's got the the anxiousness and awkwardness. Uh, I like to call it the Peter Parker syndrome, where there's always one one hero who's kind of got... And, and Barry Allen always has been that person. He's a nerd. He's a computer. He's a CSI um, you know, uh, blood analysis person. He like he's he's got he's got he's been to college. He graduated high school. You know, he he's the, considered the nerdy one of the Justice League. Yeah. And um, it's um he he does definitely get a very Peter Parker vibe from him. The way he, you know, he admits he doesn't deal well with others because of his you know geekiness and and reclusive reclusivity. Um. But yeah, look, it, this literally picks up as in after the Justice League movie. Um, you know, the the Justice yeah. League are not in the in the and then guys, I'm not going to be giving any spoilers. This is just a general overview of what we already know. Um, yeah, it starts off in a world where you know he's working with Batman and part of the Justice League, and you know yeah. they're doing their thing, and and then you know something happens, and and all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to see. It's good to see the the Snyder. I see, even though it's not directed by Snyder, but the Snyderverse getting a a, a really good wrap up in this one. Um, you can clearly tell that it's an end of an era. Yeah. Um, that it is the end. They they wrap it up quite nicely. Um, and and they do do it the way that we expected them to do it. Obviously, you you know where everyone's familiar familiar with multiverses and. This is just one of the Earths of the 52 other universes. And, yeah. you know, what I mean, like, it, it, I felt like it was a really good way to, to close it off. I'm glad they did all the reshoots that they did because this film was, I, uh, yeah, there was one bad bit at the very end, but that's just a personal decision. That's not <laughs> yeah. actually a bad yeah. part of the movie. I just, I just, I just almost, well, I can't stand up because I only have one leg at the moment, but I almost stood up and <laughs> shook my fist. But, um, no, look, it was great. There's a look. It's nostalgic. I mean, Michael Keaton as Batman was is mm-hmm. my favorite Batman, and he does not disappoint. Um, he was absolutely amazing. Um, doesn't look as old as he he should look. Yeah. Um, but he he plays obviously. You know, he's the the war torn Batman. He's you know long since retired. Dark Knight, right? Dark Knight Returns. Esque. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Really great. Um, a lot of cameos towards the end yeah. in terms of like, you know, you're seeing, like with Doctor Strange, you see the multiverse and you see a lot of different. Yeah. And there was some really beautiful moments in there. There was, uh, the Flash has always had a soft spot in my heart because I can completely understand why he did what he did. And, yeah. you know, because, as someone who's lost their mother as well, um, he... Oh, I can understand being careless and not caring about the consequences and just wanting yeah. to get your mum back. And I totally, totally, totally understand that. Um, and even the Flash TV show, there's been 
there's a couple of episodes that have made me tear up. And for the first time mm-hmm. in a cinema, I think since Endgame, uh, and no, this I was actually sobbing. I will happily admit, <laughs> I, there was a moment in it that I was, I was, you know, I had to compose myself because I, I would. And look, to me, that is a good movie because clearly I feel for the characters. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, look, I look. If I'm going to give it a rating out of five, I'd give it a solid four. Mm-hmm. Um, please don't listen to what the internet is saying. Yeah. Uh, listen to what I'm saying as a comic book nerd. <laughs> And with with, with who's, coming, the, who's coming to you live on the internet? Coming to you live, you know. No, no. Uh, but I'm the kind of guy who's look. I can understand that there's differences between what you read yeah. on the printed, what you see on the screen. And this was a great movie. And if you're a fan of the Zack Snyder universe, you owe it. If you're a DC fan in general, you owe it to yourself to go and see this movie. Um, it made me laugh. It made me cry. It made me cheer and, and you know what was really really good about this we were sitting in because obviously being disabled i was sitting in the disabled section in my wheelchair and steph was sitting in the care chair next to me but there was just across from us there was a family of a young girl a young boy probably about five or six years old mm. with their mum watching the movie and this little boy was getting he was clapping he was pretending he was the flash in certain parts yeah. like that's what that makes me happy yeah, because that's the pure enjoyment of. He's not thinking. I've read on the internet that this movie is so, it's not going to make <laughs> yeah. as much money. Watching it, and he was enjoying it, and he was laughing, and he was yeah. clapping, and when there was, you know, during the big fight, he was cheering, and uh, yeah, I, I, that's what it's all about. So mm. please go. Uh, whether you you know I'll pay for it on streaming, or you can still see it in the cinemas, or. Even if you see it on the high seas, you know, like, <laughs> please check it out because it, you will not be disappointed. And, you know, I'm not saying that from a bias bit. I was literally bought the ticket from Michael Keaton and I got two and a half hours of pure enjoyment. Not, I didn't get up and go to the toilet. I didn't look at my phone. Um, I didn't, you know, I was expecting a couple of important emails today and I, I didn't care. I didn't care. For that two and a half hours, I was in. Um, the only disappointment was there was only one Michael Vasiliad instead of two. <laughs> and I haven't been to the movies in probably six months, and I wanted two Vasilis and I only got one, so I was it's, very disappointed. Business must be down for him. He can't afford yeah. that second ad. <laughs> I know, I know. I was very disappointed because, you know, I thought, okay, we've got one at the start. That's the warm-up. You know, the yeah. other ads bring you up and he brings you back down, but no, no second, yeah. no second facility. So, but, but did, was, is he still first? Is he still the first ad? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was the first yeah. ad. Yeah. As soon as it says, here's a few messages from our, you know, <laughs> Michael Vasily, barristers and solicitors, 24 <laughs> 7. Don't, don't give him too much advertisement on this podcast. Oh, no. Maybe he'll jump on us. Maybe we should reach out and see if he'll sponsor us. <laughs> Oh, those, that'd be funny. For those of you who don't know, Michael Vasili is a barrister and solicitor um, <laughs> that he operates around our area in Sydney, so in Blacktown, uh, Castle Hill, yeah. etc. Um, we he used to do two ads, and he used to have these really <laughs> uh, supposed women lawyers, but they just look like prostitutes. That he yeah, got well, off. It, let's let's just say he looked like a pimp. because yeah, <laughs> he had a really bad goatee. Yeah. <laughs> and he used to have an ad before and after, and we used to we used to 
try and get everyone in the cinema involved by cheering for him. And, yeah. and, and then loved him so much, we made him a, a villain in one of our Dungeons and Dragons campaigns. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so he's a, Google it, Michael Vasili, Barrison and Silicides. Yeah. 24-7, we take on all cases. <laughs> Please note that but, uh, Michael Vasili is not a member of this podcast. We don't we don't ordain or, or, or advertise. <laughs> expressed by Ryan Haig on this podcast are not necessarily the views of stories that are the fictional. We're not taking any money from Michael Vasili. Um, <laughs> but that but being yeah, said... Good. It, could, yeah. it put me in a mood to read comics, which is a great reason for this, cool. this podcast. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, no, well, I had a comic book arrive on... I, like, I've been away for, uh, down the coast for the last week. Came back, and I came back to a parcel, which was the uh, first issue of Stranger Things versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Excellent. So I can't wait to cr- get cracking into that. But the art, I, I did open it up and have a sticky beak. And man, that artwork, it, it's just, it's awesome. It's old school. It's, you know. It looks like it. It definitely looks like it's, it's, it's like um art you would see in the 80s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which kind of fits. Obviously, you got Stranger Things from that period of time. But yeah. also, the Turtles were quite in their popular times back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. So I think it'll be quite good. And they're um all the turtles were in red bandanas like the original oh, comics. You know? So I'm like, yes. No, um, but I picked, I got that for myself digitally, so I'm looking forward to checking that out. I don't know whether I'm I always will, even though it's, it's obviously a limited series, but um I always will read the first one, and that will make the decision on whether I'm going to wait for yeah. it to all finish, whether I'm going to read it all in one. But yeah, uh, was it who who's the writer on that one? Um, I don't know. Have you got a handy? Oh, okay. I've got it handy. Um, does it say? Hang on. Live here on the podcast, we are opening up the comic book, <laughs> pulling it out of its sleeve, and say inside it should say who wrote this thing. Oh wow, it's got Netflix written on here. Written by Cameron uh, Chidock. Okay. Um, I I don't know who he is to be honest. No, I haven't. I haven't personally heard of him. But yet, I haven't really read any current, anything current for the last couple yeah. of years, which I'm getting back on the train for that. But could be could be a very well known comic book. Could be. I'm going to do um, some research live on air. <laughs> I'm doing the same. So, what's his Cameron, name, Cameron? Cameron Chidock. I've um, I don't recognize anything he said. Cameron Chidock books. I'm not he's finding done, much on him at all. He's done something called the Map Makers Trilogy. Okay. So he's relatively new to this, which is always cool. I'm always yeah. looking for new authors to get into, you know, new comic book authors especially. So I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah, no, there's not much. Yeah. Excellent. But he's got an IMDb. I mean, he could be. He could be like a lot of authors venture into well, comic book it, writing. It could, it could even be a screenwriter because if it's be, Stranger yeah. Things related. Yeah. No, definitely could maybe even be one of the writers from them. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm looking forward. Um, I'll probably give that a read in the next day or two. So, well, if this is the same person <laughs> on IMDb, it says he's written uh, "Meet the Feebles." Oh yeah. Bad taste. 
Sinbad and the Seven Galaxies. Ha <laughs> ha! He was a producer on Veggie Tales. Okay. <laughs> Which, for those playing at home, <laughs> is a animated. Let's just say it's animated vegetables telling Bible stories. Um, oh wow! There you go. It's, it's completely left field, and you're just like, "What is this?" Uh, yes, but we're not here to talk about Stranger Things and Ninja Turtles. We're here to talk about the Ninja Turtles. Yes, we uh, are. Primarily the uh, last run at issue two, um, also known as First to Fall is what it's called. Yes. First um, to Fall. Okay, before we dive in, overall thoughts, Ryan? I really like this issue. Yeah. No, definitely. I It obviously dives into a lot of, you know, a, a, a half the issue, I would say, is flashback mode, uh, where yep. we actually pick up what actually happened to the Turtles, um, to what, what may have started the um, the final, you know, the final clash between the foot and the Turtles themselves. Obviously, we've got April sort of dreaming back, and we, we get these scenes through April sort of flashing back because obviously, clearly, she just found out Michelangelo's still alive, and yeah, all these different emotions running through, and so she's clearly reliving that night. Yep. Um, yeah. So it's written by the same people, the same three people: Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird, and Tom Waltz. Um, yep. So it's great. I like. I love it when it's uh, one team working on the whole thing together. Yeah, you know, instead of you know. Hey, you do one, I'll do one. You know, I think I yeah. think you do one, I do one works if you're an artist in in a in a degree. <laughs> you know, like you know, because I know that happens uh, a lot. No, it definitely does, and it, it it really does. Like you'll find that's why I prefer to read arc by teams. You know, when you've got the same author, the same writer, and the same artist together for at least you know, say six to at least an arc. You know, six to ten issues. Um, but obviously in this one we do see a bit of art change. It kind of goes back to the um the very first Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that style. Uh, yeah, that style. Just on in, in in another flashback, which is even further than the one we, we there's a lot yeah. of flashbacks in this yeah. issue. Yeah. Yeah. How, like just on that on that, because I really love it when I love two stories being told at the same time. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Like that's why I loved Arrow so much for the first five seasons yeah. or so. Definitely. Because it was like you're always jumping back and forth, and you want to know what happened then, and then they go, "No, well, what's yeah. happening now?" And it's just like it, it. I don't know. I just I like that style. Oh yeah, definitely, and it will definitely works here because the first issue was just all guns ablaze, and this is you know we don't know what's happened. We, all we know is it's in the future. Yeah, three of the turtles are dead, um, yeah. and one of them's alive, and then we don't find out who it is until the very end. We know that Shredder's grandson. Is involved Kyrie or Kat? Karai, however, Karai, Karai's son. Um, we know Karai's still in the picture, cryogenically frozen by the looks of it. Yep. But you don't really find out why this all happened. I mean, you know, obviously, there's the endless war between the turtles and the fort, but yep. you don't know what specifically brought down the turtles because obviously they've been fighting the foot for years and years and decades, and 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 they've always come out on top most of the time. Um, but this time, obviously something went wrong and yeah. we don't really know, but we, here we sort of start getting sprinklings of, of what actually happened. Yeah. Um, cool. What do you say we open this comic book and start flicking pages? Definitely, man. Um, April in bed. 
old April, should I say? Old April. Um, tossing and turning, she's dreaming, obviously. And enter the first flashback. Um and I love the change change in tone. It's almost like when they do um TV shows, they do a sepia, they do a different kind of tone on the TV, so you know that this scene is a flashback. Um, and I like how I like how there's a throwback, you know, the the second time around antiques, which Yep, hundred you know, percent. You remember even people who haven't read the comics will remember that from the movies. Yeah. Um, you know, April April's dad or April's family owned an antique shop in the movie. Yeah. And I thought that was a, that's the first part you see when like, you kick into yeah. the flashback, you know? Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really, really awesome callback. Yeah. Um, and, and then obviously there's a little, little, little hint, there's a little pizza store in the corner too. So obviously she's yeah. got prime location uh, for when the boys come <laughs> and visit. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, it's a, it's a really nice way to, obviously, as comics do, it starts all nice and fuzzy. You see. Yeah. <laughs> A nice dinner on the table, April and, and clearly Casey Jones sort of yep. being cozy and the, the, you know they're worrying where the tur- where the turtles are and yeah and, that'd be um, a big announcement to tell them yeah yeah they're you know they've they've hinted at the they're engaged and they're going to tell the yep. turtles about their wonderful engagement and we know what accompanies um, beautiful moments well it's <laughs> a it's a it's a bleeding Raphael okay. bursting through the doorway. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> clearing smashing everything off the table <laughs> and, and i think i think uh, taking it one step further april said well i better just give donnie a call and and as we <laughs> yeah. know in all throwback tv shows movies as soon as someone says oh they're running late i'm just going to give them a call and find out yeah. that's when either the police are knocking at the door or they come bursting through the door themselves yes yeah um yeah so in they come and uh very wounded um splinter Yep, yeah, unfortunately. And, and all the turtles are there except for one is missing, and that's Leonardo. Um, yeah. And I, I have to say, I love Donnie's hat here. Uh, he's got yeah. the old Russian, Russian, yeah. um, <laughs> Russian winter hat. Yeah. No, no mask, you see, yeah. no mask on Donnie at this stage. So, yeah, well, um, the, uh, yeah. yeah, well, the, 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 the whole idea here is that they got jumped by the foot when yeah. they, um, were coming out of the sewer to visit, you know. April. Yes. Um yes, definitely. And then they um you know, obviously they lay splinter down um on the floor and lots and lots and lots and lots of blood. Yeah. Um, you know, um they you know, Casey and April are clearly quite quite worried and they're trying to get some information out and um you know, and then obviously yeah. Casey Jones doing Casey Jones things. He's like, Come on, Ralph, let's go and kick the Let's yeah. go and get them. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because, yeah. We, well, we've established that uh, Leo has stayed behind to cover the rear. Uh, they talk about the truce being over between um, the foot and the turtles. Yeah. Um, and of course, as you were saying, like Raphael's like, look, um, Leo's not here. Let's. Yep. And then what? A great line from Raph, like, you know, body count time. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to go kill some people. Uh, and then, of course, great. Uh, I sorry to interrupt you there, Jamie, but that's a really good call back to the original IDW series first arc. You know where you've got Raph being separated from the other three, yeah. and he finds Casey Jones, who's getting you know beat up by his dad, and and yeah. sort of Raph saves him from there. So I think this is you know the same kind of universe where Casey's like, okay, whenever Raph, whenever something happens here, I'm with Raph, and we're going to go kick some ass. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I thought um, that was a good callback. Yeah, definitely. But then, of course, Leo comes in and says, stand down. Um, you know. Uh, and then, um, and then you know, they've, they establish that they need to get Splinter to a real doctor. Yes, um, definitely. Do I need to go get the, do I bring the car around? Oh, crap. Where's Raph? <laughs> yeah, and cl- clearly we knew this was coming. Yeah. Um, but um, but clearly that they've obviously got a doctor working for them so that they, yeah. they know something what's going on. But yeah, obviously you've got Splinter there sort of, you know, he was just saying that this was bound to happen. You know, it was yeah. just a matter of time. Yeah. Uh, as I said, Karai is trying to end this once and for all. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, Casey's like, hey, where's Raph? Yeah. And Leo's like, damn it. Yeah. No, jump yeah, forward. Sorry. Jump forward to um, April looking real messed up. Um, yeah, she's got a prosthetic arm and a prosthetic leg, and you know she's uh, very, very cyberpunk. Um, yeah, yeah. Which I, I don't, I don't know why Chris hasn't read this comic yet. Like honestly, yeah. like you know, like it screams everything he wants. You know. Yeah. Um, but but then she's obviously you know frustrated, and then and it looks like. I mean, we're only making assumptions. Two issues in, it looks like Casey's no longer with them either. Yeah. So something's happened to Casey down the track, and April's just yeah. having a bit of a chat. She yeah. sees his mask, and she's just like, yeah. a "Little help, you know." Yeah. Um. It's a, yeah. It's. I think it's almost bittersweet that she keeps his stuff like yeah. right right near her bed, so she can yeah. see it every day. Um, I guess it would. It would. Yeah, it's a reminder in both ways. It's a reminder that how much happiness and and the relationship they had, but then it's also a reminder that he's not there to, yeah, to raise you know to raise the daughter and share things. So yeah, yeah. Well, over the next page and in, into the kitchen, Mikey's making tea. Thank <laughs> you, do. But this is the first time we see clearly the brothers yeah. that he's talking to. Like, yes, they. Yeah. They're very ghost-like, but you can clearly see that there's a bow staff, there's a yep. um, sword on the shoulders, Raphael's red bandana. Um, it's very clear um, yeah. who he's talking to. And, and of course, they're um, explaining that there was an explosion. They can't believe um, April's still alive. Yep. Um, you know, so... It's pretty clear that the explosion happened, and then they got sep- they they got separated and assumed that the other was dead. Yeah, uh, but that's a real powerful speech on the next page from yeah from Mikey, just basically going, "Yep, you know what? It's time for uh, you know payback, essentially." Yeah, which is which is it's it's always you know seeing seeing it come from Michelangelo who, and I think we see it in a few pages when he's talking to, to, to April and Casey's daughter, you know, you were always the funny one. You were always yeah. The, yeah. the comedian. To see Mikey getting this angry and this uh, enraged, it's like, yeah. you know, and then, and then obviously he, you know, he's just about to, he's like, you know, uh, it was a one-way ticket from the start, you know, for our yeah. father, for our family. And then he's just looking at an empty table, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of, yeah, kind of gets you there. Yeah, but I I love and this is one of my favorite things with comic book um stuff is you got him saying one thing on one page and then it jumps to the next page on a flashback and he's finishing what he's saying on that yeah. page like an over overlap. I've I've always loved that in in even in film and TV and stuff like that when there's a voiceover yeah. lap that 
moves it into the next scene. But you know, he says, "Uh, I, I will finish what we started, what Master mm. Splinter raised us to do. Yeah. The last Oroku must die." Yeah, and that, and even that's a throwback to the first one because he, um, Splinter trained them to get revenge on Shredder. You know, they like, did hundred percent. Always, you know, that's always been the case. Um, no, definitely. And then obviously we can see that I feel like that's his more rough side of yeah. of his personality. And then obviously you know we go back and that's exactly who we're looking at. Yeah. And no, I love this. And it's it's Raph on a mission, solo mission. Again, first very first comic. Raph is the one that goes and, and sends a message to Shredder, meet us here. Yep. Um, you've been called out. But exactly. also, have you seen a little cameo on this page, Ryan? Um just having a look here. Uh bottom right panel. Bottom right panel. The uh the two guys that go, you see that? Yeah, yeah. That's Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Oh, really? Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, I can see it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, they they put themselves in the nice. in, in the comic. I'm like, that's awesome. Nice. <laughs> I like that. Uh, oh, there you go. And obviously, you know, Raph's got that bloodlust, and you can see, you know, you can see him. Yeah. Literally, there's there's no there's no um what do you call it? There's there's no mercy. Yeah, no, it's like full rage. He's he's heading in to take out Karai and all her goons, and he does a lot of damage. Oh, definitely, and a lot of a lot of blood. Yep. Um. Yeah, taunting Raph, taunting her, going like, "Why are you sending your goons? You should come and face me." Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly right. Uh, this is some of my favorite. Especially favorite art is where he's got the all these arrows stuck in his shell. You yep. know. Um, and then um, a lot of blood between both of them. They have a nice oh, definitely. Um, drinking game for you listeners. How many times I say a lot of blood or how many <laughs> times we mention blood? Because there is a yeah, lot this, of blood this, in this, this comic. This comic is not really, you know, your normal PG-13. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a hard, it's a hard R for us. So, But, but I think it, it needs to be to tell this story. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And look, look, to be honest, this, this is what a... Every per every every child that grew up in the eighties yeah. and nineties, watching turtles, reading turtles, loving everything about the turtles. We're all adults now. We want to see brutal turtles. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. That's why I, I think that's why this is done so well. Yeah. But um, this is actually where we see the first death. Yeah. Raphael tackles Karai into spoiler alert into the into yeah. the harbor. Um. He's got his side through Karai's back. Uh, she's got a hand around his throat. And Raph sinks to the bottom and she floats to the top. And honestly, I think this is probably one of the best best illustrations of of a of a of a major character death that I've yeah. seen in a very long time. You know, you just see she's floating to the top. She get you can see hands pulling her out. So obviously that's you know the foot. Uh, pulling yeah. her out, and you just see Raph's sigh, and then his hand, and then the water just goes red. Yeah, and all you see is the sigh sinking to the bottom because Raph's already gone. Yeah, and um, I kind of expected him to be the first to go if he wasn't yeah. the last Ronin himself. 
Yeah. Um, because yeah, it's just for the simple fact he's rough, he's balls to the yeah. wall, he's no he's pure emotion and rage. Yeah. You know, he's not like Leo's more strategic, Donatello's more stop and think, but Raph's just like, You've done this, you must pay. Yeah. And um yeah, it's 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 I think it's depicted that last page, yeah. you know, where they're fighting and, and yeah, I think it's beautiful. Absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful art. Even that that whole single page by itself, and it's just the yeah. sigh, sigh yep. sinking, sinking down. Yeah, um, and that says everything you need to say without a without a single word. Yep. Yep, hundred percent. Flash forward, Ryan, back to the kitchen. <laughs> Warm and cup was, of tea. Yeah, <laughs> cup of tea, fight, bit shared between April and Mikey, and yep. Mikey's got. I got. We've seen him. So he's sort of like. He asked a question to the guys before, um, but like, like how I shouldn't have survived that fall. Yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have made it past that fall. Um, yeah, oh, this is cool. Um, it touches on the mutation. Yeah, that yeah. um, that the mutation eight like grows um, as they age. Yeah. So, and I guess I started looking at Michelangelo differently. Like you, you notice things in the art yeah. once that's sort of cleared in your head. Yeah. Um, so so ba- basically, he heals faster. He he hits harder. Um, what's all the other things they said? Um, you said bigger, stronger, and healing amazingly fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is cool. I like how I like how April said, "Well, I'm no Donatello, but it doesn't take a genius to see your <laughs> mutations progress over the years." Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, then I think um, April's, you know, playing a bit of a, not a trick, but like sort of a, you know, she just yells out, Casey, breakfast. And Mike's like, what? He's still alive? <laughs> yeah. No, and then in comes uh, Yanka. I really like Casey's daughter. Like, Yeah, definitely. She's she's a cool, uh, cool character. Very, um, a great combination of April, both April. Oh, and definitely. Um, yeah, she's got, she's got her father's badass, as you say, rushing. I like to call it fool's rushing. Yeah. Scene, but she's also got her mother's investigative and taking time to learn. Like if you can see yeah. that in the next few pages when she's talking to Mikey, um, you know, about all the you know, how she yeah. studied the journals and she studied the stories of them and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um they have a good touching moment with her um mm-hmm. later on too, but uh then of course we, we get to see more of uh yeah. Hurato, I think it is. Cool. I keep forgetting his name. I hate him that much. I don't know his name. Baby Shredder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mini Shredder. Although after this issue, or let's just say this scene, next couple of yeah. pages, I think he's a little more psycho than Shredder. I think he might be. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So he's, just, he's training his foot, you know, and he's going, come on, come on, you know, at least try and kill me or I'll kill you sort of attitude. Yeah, and then do you, do you want to tell our wonderful listeners what happened to his first um, commander or captain? Yeah, yeah. So he's like he's he's <laughs> um, he's talking to his new captain, uh, and he's basically saying, you know, has, has a problem been sound, solved? Which is essentially Mikey has they found Michelangelo, yeah. and the new captain has the unfortunate uh, news to say, no, unfortunately not. Um, and he's he's like, look. Um, I, I've got to just read word for word. Um, you know, basically, um, saying, "Look, we're going to find him. We're going to destroy him with with uh, extreme prejudice." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's just like, "Go now, Captain. See to my orders. But remember, 
You are newly raised to your rank in the wake of Captain Ishkusha's failure, so I'll allow for your inability to locate the beast just this once. The price for failing me again will be the same of your predecessors. And when we just see the lovely Captain Ishkusha's <laughs> severed head on a pipe and his eyeballs being eaten by ravens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's very oh. graphic, very graphic. Uh, yeah, so... Good He's clearly, clearly, clearly got some psychopathic genes. Yeah. Um, um, 100%. Um, and so it's pretty cool here because we're... um. So next scene, we're, we're jumping back again to April and Casey and Mikey. But uh, what I like about this is, okay, so it's a po- it's a you know futuristic world where uh, Oroku Hiroto is in charge of the whole New York City. It's it's pretty yep. much like cyberpunk, cyberpunk yep. style. But of course, there's an underground resistance. There has to be a resistance. Yep. And guess who? Guess who's basically leading the resistance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's lovely April O'Neil and her daughter. Yeah, Casey Marie for those playing at home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's 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 just. This this series of Last Ronin is like the Tom Holland Spider Man movies. They progressively yeah. get better, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. And then you know, they the her and Mikey are sort of bonding over training. Um, when they she uh, Katie Marie takes Michelangelo down to the the gym or the the dojo, I should say. Yep. Um, you know, it explains that she's been hearing stories and photos and reading journals, yeah. and she, she she grew up with the turtle stories. Yeah, exactly. She's yeah. been hearing the stories, you know, from from her mum and her dad. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, she's clearly doing the training as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can see there, like like from April's side of it, she's been studying the history of Bushido, yeah, and then of course Seppuku, which is what she found Mikey trying to do. Yeah. Um, and then she she this quite a quite a nice moment. Um, uh, you know she brought all obviously what's left of the weapons back, and and you know she says to my to Michelangelo, look, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything to to mum like to April about it. Yeah. Um, and she she kind of feeling for her mum because she says she sees a little bit of hope in her eyes again, and yeah. she doesn't want to take that away. Yeah. Um, and of course, if she asks him what happened to him, where's yeah. he been all this yep. time? And this this goes back to old school turtle style art as a flashback, telling you basically what happens. It's actually I um when reading this for the second time after a long time, they tell this story again in full in the uh, lost years. Oh, okay, they okay. really really dive into it and flush it out out more, um, which is cool. But I I I still love it here. Um. Old school black and white style, and it basically just says that he he went into this um, mountains mm-hmm. uh, to basically die. Um, mm-hmm. But guess what? He wouldn't die. Yeah, know? exactly. Um, you know, he kind of kind of more of a hibernation style, and he um started hearing voices. And so I, I'm I'm thinking this is probably when he started hearing his. They didn't say it's his brother's voices, but I reckon this is where they started. I think um, so too. I think it's a safe guess to to say that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he basically starts meditating. Um winter goes away, and then up comes these typical thugs that find yep. him and go, Oh freak, let's kill the freak. Um, which again is a throwback. 
uh, they're always being called turtle freaks. Mikey takes the pain of the bit that beat him and he just goes, he's yes, yes, pain. I love pain. And then realizes that he has, that these guys have no honor and that makes him angry. And then they're no more pretty much, mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. But the one thing that kind of annoyed me a little bit, like, I, I, I don't know. I want your take on this, Ryan. He's reading Splinter's book and yeah. Splinter's book is full of different martial arts stuff. Um, We've always, I've always hated, and what I hated about the Michael Bay films is that the Turtles learnt, no, Splinter learnt martial arts from a book, you know? Yeah. And then trained them, you know, from a book, you know? And I'm like, that that's, I, that's a little too far insane for me. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. like, you know, that's, yes, I know we're talking about mutated Turtles and, <laughs> and, a, and a fictional world, but like, still learning from a book seems kind of um, crazy. Like not plausible. Um, well, I guess you could take it one of two ways. You could take it literally that it literally is a book, or the way that I interpreted it is um, where he says father's book. I take as Splinter's story, so Splinter's path. Um, so essentially, that's just the way that I'm I'm taking it. Whereas yeah. he's saying father's book was the path, so father's way was the path to learn and master all forms of martial arts. Yeah, you know to adapt to every challenge, every form of combat. Yeah. Um, so maybe, like, maybe you could see it that way. You could see it as, you know, that's what Splinter taught them. That was his chapter in the book. And now it's time for Mikey to make his own, yeah. to finish yeah. the actual book. That's, that's, a, that's a fair point. So, I, I mean, mean, that's it, just me. And it's, it's, and, and it's also, like, Splinter's been training them all their lives. Yeah. So I think if you know, understand his style and understand, not how you remember how he taught it may be easier to interpret than if you know i were to pick up a random book on martial arts and then go okay yeah. i will you know <laughs> yeah yeah oh well, you uh, know if you know a certain you know young force sensitive person would pick up a book and, and yeah. try and learn <laughs> you know? but yeah. yeah no but like, that's yeah. the way that i see it i see it as yeah. okay, okay yes he's mentioning the word book but maybe he's yeah. not talking about a physical book maybe he's just saying splinter story's over yeah oh because then he goes in and says you know he starts talking about you know he was the last of his clan uh, you know masterless which is obviously where ronan comes from yep um yeah but then at the same time in the next page that we flash forward and Mm -hmm. young casey's holding a book yep (laughs) but um scribbled in the back it says no peace yeah um, she's like, what's it mean? It means I still got work to do. Um, yeah. And then obviously, you know, she committing her her resistance, her crew to the to the mission. Yeah, and and he he, he want, obviously says, no, I want I want you to stay out of it. And she's like, well, there's a long line of people that want <laughs> to take out uh Hiroki Hirato, and um, yeah, basically, you know, talks him into letting her be a part of the fight yeah um and like all good comics <laughs> a cliffhanger yeah. a mystery um now i know exactly what this is right ryan do you know yeah. exactly what this is on this last is this page the, is this the throwback to when donatello died and became a robot um yes well look there's many iterations of there's a few iterations of this character uh the future toys 
So basically, okay. April is going to her um, a safe. She cracks open the safe. Sorry, guys, I don't know what the code is. Um, but and then pulls out the future toy's head. Um, so in one iteration, it's from the future. It's like a robot from the future. Okay. Um, uh, primarily, I think in the first, very first time we see it, um, it's it's related to the Triceratons. Oh, okay. Yep. 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 Um, that sort of thing. Uh, fun fact: in one of the series, it's the uh, future toy is voiced by David Tennant. Oh, really? Um, I think it's the 2012 series. Okay. Um, um, but of course, we're missing that. We're missing. We forgot that mention that wonderful line where Marky's laughing at uh, Casey Marie, and she's like, "What's so funny?" He's like, "Just trying to decide if you're more like your dad or yeah, your mom." Or your mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, that. Um. So yeah, to be continued. Yeah. Future Toy is involved somehow. I I actually forget. So, I'm excited to. Uh, well, as I said, I'm, this is my first time getting this far past oh. because I only I only ever read issues one and two because that's when the delay started. All oh, right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm looking for again. Same with what happened with our Resident Alien world. I get to experience it all for the first time. First time again. So I'm look. I'm yeah. I'm excited. And yeah. that's, that's the only reason I haven't started reading The Lost Years either, because I want to read this first, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, uh, I, I've actually, to be honest, I've let them bank up a bit. I've got them, but I haven't read them yet. Well, from what I can see, I'm where I get my digital comics for. Uh, issue 4 is the last one. It just dropped last week, I think. Yeah, I think I got uh, it. Yeah, so... Yeah, really, that's, that's really great art cover art for that one. Yeah, I've been, I've been checking it out. I've been downloading it, but um, it's just I want to, as I said, I want to finish this one. Yep. Um, and then I want to, um, yeah, I just want to bank it up. And by the time we finish this, I'm pretty sure it will be finished. So, because oh. it actually has had a regular release schedule, so that's good. Yeah. Well, un unlike our podcast, I mean, we're we're trying to. If you guys haven't figured out yet, we're we're doing these uh, fortnightly. So we're going to have our main show one week, then this one, uh, for the the following week. And we're yeah. just going to throw in our interviews whenever, whenever we can. Whenever we um, do them, yeah, yeah. But um, it just it just depends. It might be sporadic, like depending on situations. We may do another one of these on, you know, there may be two of these in a row, or yeah, we'll just have to play it by you. But yeah, either way, we're giving you content every week. Yes, hundred percent. We're committed to that. Yes, we are. We um, almost didn't make it this week. We're two days before release day, <laughs> yeah. but we're yeah. struggling. Yeah. At, at, I'm just going to pretend that 12.23 of the evening... No, no, it's only 8.23. <laughs> um, yeah. But we're, no, we're we'll... committed to content every yeah. week. Yeah. Um, so hopefully I will get off work early again tomorrow and so I can edit this properly. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, it's easier than editing... Uh, what do you call it? Um, Adley will go. Uh, no. Yes, but also the, the uh, author interviews. Oh, yeah. I, I'm waiting to get my tax money back well i gotta do my tax and then get my tax back and i'm gonna buy a new laptop because this laptop is it hasn't got the power to like when i do yeah, when yeah. i do a video it if the video is an hour it takes about two and a half hours to render it and, and i'm really not doing if you've seen the videos on now youtube it's not much there it's just like you know a logo yeah. and you know snip this out snip that out pop up some titles and it's like no i can't do that i struggle um, well, I was there. There are. I think there's a new MacBook out at the moment. I was looking at it in JB Hi-Fi today. It's only three grand. That's all. 
Oh, well, that'll probably be my tax. So yeah, and then I can claim well, that on tax. Yeah, which, yeah. You know? <laughs> well, that's that's the only bad thing about being in hospital for a couple of months. I have to, I owe the government money, which is happy with happy days. I owe I owe the government five hundred dollars. So uh, I think I'll just I'll just I'll just pay them back ten dollars a week. So yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I think there's a new one that came out now Apple don't release com- new new computers as much as you know PC so but I think yeah. I, there was a big banners everywhere in JB saying a new a new one just come out I didn't have too much time to have a look at it but yeah. no yeah. I'll, I'll wait till I get my tax back before I go look yeah. at it. Um, uh, there's some good deals to be had at the moment because it's um end of financial year yeah true, true. and, and they think- normally run all the month yeah, and I think with JB Hi-Fi, you, you could do they do less for cash. Probably, yeah. And um, if if you go at the end of the month, mm-hmm. towards the end of the month, you can yeah. talk them real down low because it's yeah. uh, quota. Yeah, that's what I want to make quota. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Cool. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Um, Thank next episode will be issue three. Um. Really looking forward to that. Well, we're moving, we're almost that'll be halfway through the series, right? Halfway through the series. Halfway through the series. We're on issue three. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. But uh, hopefully next week episode um will be uh main show. Chris will be back mm-hmm. for that. Hopefully feeling a little bit better. He got a little weird last episode with um <laughs> having a bit of a cold and consistently doing Skeletor impressions. And, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram on stories underscore podcasts. Uh, if you want to send us an email, it is the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Uh, like I said at the start, if you want to support the show, if you want to jump on as a sponsor, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash S-T-T-A-T-F. Uh, links in the show notes. And uh, we will catch you next time. Yeah, we'll see you next time. <laughs>